This path will lead you to an unholy place, a cemetery. Hello everybody, Foggy Jack here, the Lost Boy, Oddball of Magic, and the host of the Foggy Jack 13 Podcast. I'll meet you down in the pumpkin patch where the haunters meet the haunted. be one of them and if you are you'll know instantly after listening to what I have to say I am among 3,000 I never asked for it but hell that's life you get stuff you don't want and never get anything you actually want the first thing about the 3,000 is you will crave drinks more than you crave food you'll eat just enough to survive but oddly, a refreshing drink will actually beckon your desires more than an entree created by a world-renowned chef. You can even go an entire day without eating and still feel completely fine. Of course, you have your limits, just like me. That's your survival instincts. The lack of water will kill you quicker than the lack of food. You will always prioritize drinking a glass of water but when you know you need food, you will eat it. The second thing is, people will naturally want to listen to what you have to say. Even random people in the street will stop what they are doing when you ask or say anything to them to have a conversation with you for as long as you want. That's also a skill that will probably help you survive. Finding quick allies is essential for your life for at least the next three months. If you don't really like talking to people, I suggest starting now. Practicing this skill is essential, or you'll end up like the shy boy last year. Barely made it two days before getting his midsection sliced open and littered the sidewalk with his gore. The third thing is, you could literally disappear the next day, and it would hardly matter to anyone. Homeless people seem to be the most prevalent, but there are plenty of people that live their lives under the radar. They work at a mediocre job, they have a couple of friends but none they are very close to, and relatives they don't contact much anymore. It's not for survival, it just makes you disposable. The fourth and last thing may seem a bit contradictory to the first one, but stay with me. When you have meat presented to you, hunger strikes you in a way nothing else does. It could just be a terribly cooked sirloin steak, but hell, you enjoy every bite of it. You're not a monster, you will never eat human flesh, but everything else is fine. That's not really a survival skill, it's just the type of people we are. October 2nd is the date you need to keep in mind if the three things apply to you. On that day, we will all randomly come together to a single location. No one knows about the location 
except for a guy named Chuck, but he's never shown his face to anyone. I only know his name because I was a part of it last year. I was recently fired from Dairy Queen. I was the manager there, but even managers can't come into the store after hours and drunkenly make smoothies and drink them while lying down on the counter. I may not be the smartest person in the world, but I managed to do everything on my own. Even when my parents threw me out of the house when I was 16, I managed to work while finishing up the rest of my high school education. I was saving up money to go to college, but like I said, the type of people we are, we just can't resist a good drink and in turn cost me my job. My girlfriend was the one that recommended we take a little vacation. I was hesitant at first, but she kept telling me I needed a break. I knew she just wanted to get a free vacation, but I ended up giving her what she wanted. I loved her with all of my heart, but sometimes it just really felt like I was taking care of a child. She didn't have a job, but she finished college. We agreed that once she got a job, I would be able to go to college while she supported us. Anyway, we decided to go to Myrtle Beach since it was the cheapest option for us. When we got there, I was surprised by how many people were on the beach. We still managed to find a pretty sweet spot by the beach and laid out our mat and relaxed while feeling the cool water occasionally hit our feet. I don't know when I dozed off, but I woke up to the sound of screaming. As soon as I opened my eyes, I saw a thick orange smoke around us. People started dropping like flies, and as the smoke came closer to me, I closed my eyes, covered my nose, and stayed completely still. A couple of seconds later, I felt my girlfriend's body collapse next to me. When I couldn't hold my breath any longer, I reluctantly gasped for air. The second the smoke entered my lungs, it felt like my entire body was on fire. I collapsed on the ground, and the last thing that went through my mind before blacking out was, I'm going to die. When I woke back up, my girlfriend was nowhere to be found. My throat felt like it was rubbed completely raw, and with each cough, a mixture of phlegm and blood came out. I tried to stand up, but I got far too dizzy and fell back down. I was surrounded by faces I didn't know, and we were all stuck inside of a massive building. Besides the endless stretch of people on the ground, the building was completely empty. There were a couple of lights on the building but the floors, walls, and ceiling were completely black. An older man shook himself awake beside me and looked up at me before saying, Where the hell are we? If they want to take money from us, they got the wrong person. I only got two dollars. I shook my head, looking equally as lost as him. He sat up, and I saw that he was obviously homeless. The stench of his unwashed body 
slowly started to overwhelm me. But I was never the type of person to avoid conversation. Plus, he had a certain charm to him. For the next couple of minutes, we got to know each other. He used to own a little hot dog cart until his business became so slow he couldn't afford to even buy hot dogs for the next day. He tried finding a job, but it was tough for a man over 50 to find a job in a tourist spot. He had been homeless for 8 months, but he still had hope in his eyes. That hope died after a voice filled the room. I looked around, trying to find the speakers, but they were nowhere to be found. Hello everyone, I'm sure you're wondering what you're doing here, or who I am. You can call me Chuck, and you are all in a fight for your lives. 3,000 of you are currently in the building at this time. By the end of the 90 day period, only a percentage of you will leave. This is not a game. You cannot leave before the 90 days is up. Today is what we call cleanup day. The weakest 500 will be taken care of. After that, it is up to you to figure out who lives and who dies. We all sat silently until a loud crack resounded in the air. Shortly afterward, a body fell to the ground. A man behind me started to scream, but his voice was soon drowned out by the sound of gunshots. I braced myself. I felt like I would be one of the weakest, but after a couple of minutes, the shots stopped coming and I was completely fine. Well, as fine as you could be after seeing hundreds of people die. The homeless man that was sitting beside me was one of them. The top portion of his head was missing, and I couldn't help but wonder where the shots came from. There wasn't another death for the next 12 days, but people started to get restless. There was a door on one side of the wall where people came in to feed us, as well as bring us drinks three times a day. Around 30 people decided to make a break for it. As soon as they opened the door, around 60 to 70 people surrounded them. They pounced on the 30 trying to leave, and the muffled sounds of screaming and flesh tearing filled the room. I tried looking away, but before I could, they took a step back and revealed a mass of flesh and bones, none of them taking the form of a human anymore. During the second month, I finally talked to someone that saw my girlfriend. She was deemed one of the weakest on the first day. I honestly wanted to be surprised by the news, but I knew in my heart that she just never had a desire to become anything better than a mooch. When the 60 day mark hit, I started noticing people were rapidly disappearing. That night, I could hardly fall asleep, and I'm glad I couldn't. Someone tried sneaking up on me. As he started to put his hands around my neck, my legs shot out and kicked his future generations. While he was slumped over, I jumped on top of him and kneed him on the side of the head. I didn't stop until he was completely still, 
and put my hands over his neck and squeezed as hard as I could. I didn't stop until his breathing ceased. I couldn't get over the fact that I killed someone, but honestly, I couldn't feel bad about it. He was trying to kill me while I was sleeping and happened to choose the wrong person at the wrong time. After that night, I teamed up with four other people. We would take turns sleeping while the others watched over that person. It worked. People died all around us, but somehow we made it safely to the 89th day. On the morning of the 90th day, I woke up to the sound of Chuck's voice. Alright guys, one day left. There are 1200 of you left. We want to make it a bit more interesting. Stand completely still. Anyone that moves will make it their last. Hundreds of people spilled through the door. Each of them was carrying several weapons. They were mostly knives, but there was also at least 20 to 30 guns. They walked around and handed each of us a random weapon, as well as a bottle of water. I was given a pistol and two magazines. Everyone around me received either a knife, a sword, or a small hatchet. They all stared at the gun in my hand with a mixture of jealousy and fear in their eyes. Once they handed each of us a weapon, a couple of people started to immediately attack each other. They all went down almost immediately. I didn't say you could start attacking, did I? That's why you need to listen to what I say. Just now, another 248 people have died because they were too stupid to even learn what the rules were. Each of you was given a weapon. The ones that received knives will group up in this corner. A bright light pointed towards the far left corner to me. Slowly, the ones with knives walked towards the light. Good. Now the ones that received swords will go into this one. The light moved over to the corner to the right of me. Now the ones with guns will go to the corner in front of the swords. And the, one and the ones with hatchets will stand in front of the ones with knives. Once we all moved to our respective places, I looked around and saw there were far more people with knives and swords. The last one to survive from each group will be able to live. You have 29 days to figure out who dies and who lives. You cannot kill anyone else from another group. Remember, follow the rules. There will be no food throughout the day. Begin. Immediately, screams filled the air. Blood spilled on the ground around me, and a stray bullet hit my right thigh. To this day, I thank whatever was watching over me for letting me get shot in the leg. It's the only reason why I survived. I fell after being shot, and by blind luck, a person went down with me. He landed on top of me, and... I could feel his blood slowly soaking my shirt. 
It took everything out of me not to make a noise or move a muscle. I watched as people died all around me, but within minutes, only one person was left on our side. Her back was turned as she stared up at the ceiling and laughed. I slowly pulled myself up with my elbows and picked my gun back up. I got on my knees and slowly crawled over to her. Using all of the strength left in me, I got up and shot her in the back of the head. It took a bit longer for the others to slim down to one. I know it was dumb, but I was exhausted and far too weak to keep watching. I fell asleep. I woke up on the beach I was taken away from. It was night now, and three other people were sleeping beside me. My throat hurt like hell, but I didn't care. I was alive. This is why I'm warning you. If you feel like you may be one of the 3,000, cancel any plans you had in mind. You may have a chance to avoid everything I went through. Yes, I survived, but I found a note taped to the front door of my house today. Even the survivors end up dying. Looking forward to seeing you again this year. Signed, Chuck. Patreon. Hope to see you all next time down in the pumpkin patch. Thank you. Goodbye and blessed be.